God's grace, his mercy, his peace are yours through our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ, who reigns as King. Amen. The account we look at is written for us in, in Samuel, and it seemed that Israel had about had it. They, for years, had been led by judges, which meant that there were those that God would appoint and fill with the Holy Spirit and rise up to protect his people against those who would war against his chosen nation. And yet the people were kind of disjointed and many of them were going their own way and there wasn't maybe a unity in the country. So God did have his high priests. But there was a problem with that too because Eli, the first high priest, his sons didn't follow in the way of the Lord. In fact, they went quite astray. And God had to intervene taking Eli from this earth along with his sons. And so the next generation of high priest was you had Samuel. And Samuel led the people faithfully, but his children, his boys, who went off to be judges among God's people, to distill God's word, to make sure there was law and order, to tell the truth of Scripture, they were taking bribes, there were things being done illegally, they did not follow in the way of the Lord. And the people had it. They wanted a king. Well, they forgot that God, a long time ago, in Genesis, again in Deuteronomy, there were several times as God retold the promises to his people, his chosen nation, that he would deliver a king. But they wanted a king now. And I don't want to make this sound like the child that wants something now and stomps their feet, but all the other nations have a king that rules. We have to sit and wait for you to intervene. We don't have a king that has a standing army. We don't have the comfort of knowing that this person has been entrusted with our safety and can fight our battles. What had God done over time? He had, he had stopped the world from spinning. He had sent down hailstones. He had brought down walls. He had mowed down nations. He had made walls of water crush the biggest army the planet had at the time. And yet the people wanted a king. And Samuel at first was, a, was sad because he took it personally. They don't want me to be the ruler. And God says, it's not you, it's, it's me they're rejecting. They want their king. Well, they got their king, but this is what that king would bring. They were warned in advance what would happen. The king would come at a great expense, that it would cost sons and daughters and fields and crops and cash. It would cost time and effort to maintain this army, this palace, this entourage, this earthly institution that would fight battles and wage wars and have courts and keep law and order, but it would always come at a big cost. And there's another big kicker with this. They would never do this perfectly. And the thing with the king, when the king dies, that means the reign is over, and then others would try to fight or try to take over, and it was not always happiness among siblings. Who would rise to the top and take over to be the next king? And the kings, even of God's chosen nation, eventually that nation would split, and there would be this king of this part of the nation, and this king, and they would be making treaties with foreign nations, and being led to foreign gods, and God would have to use foreign kings to conquer his nation, to bring them to repentance. Has it gotten any better today? We think of earthly rulers, and I'm not here to talk about politics, but, but think about the cost. And think about what they do. To be sure, 
we need to have those that hold rule over to keep law and order, to wage war, to keep peace, to defend those that can't defend themselves. But I would just take what, what Israel was going to pay for their first king, Saul, and I'm going to put it in today's terms. What is the longest reigning monarchy maybe right now in our world today? Let's just say Great Britain. It has the monarchy right now with the queen. What's the cost? It, it says somewhere between eight, 80 to $100 million a year goes into the royal family. Now, they, they also give back because of all their holdings and the like, too. But that's just for the royal family. And, and they don't even really rule. They're kind of figureheads, right? But then on top of that, for the army, it says Britain put $50 billion into their forces this year to maintain peace and to send their troops around to keep the, the, the nations at peace all over that they rule over. And, and that's just part of the cost. And it seems sometimes the rulers in the, the royal family spend more time in the tabloids than passing legislation and doing things. Things haven't changed, right? Let's, let's bring it to our own nation just for a moment. Just the secret service that maintains safety for the current um, heads of state and the president and the retired presidents and the like too, the, all the secret service, the cost is $2.23 billion for 2019. That's a huge cost. And that's not even counting the other branches of government because we don't have a king and the cost there. And then you have the military too. The military is $1.3 trillion. Big cost, right? And then just the budget for our nation, for over $4.4 trillion being spent. You can take this paragraph of all the costs it have, has to have an earthly king and, and you can see it compounded today, too. And these kings never ruled perfectly. They never lasted more than, than their years on earth. It went on to another king and another rule. They could never keep God's law perfectly. They never followed God's plans consistently. They needed God to intervene again and again, and so, too, today, God needs to intervene. But, but let's contrast that to the king that God had always promised way back when he first gave that promise to Abraham and to Isaac and to Jacob, he was already anticipating there would be one who would be the ultimate king. His reign would be supreme, it would be eternal, it would be over all nations, and he would bring peace, and he would change everything. But this king was like no other king. We don't have to wait any longer for that king, right? In the midst of this Advent season, that's really what we're anticipating right as we look to the beginning again of God retelling the plan of the king a king that is, is so different just just think for a moment this king started his reign by being all-powerful ruler over all there at creation before creation holding all things together in his hand he took that crown and set it down on his throne and came down to earth in flesh and this king, so different, didn't come to, to take on rulers and to change things down here. Instead, he came to conquer the real enemies we face. Things that no one can conquer, no king could ever take face on. Things like death and like sin and a relationship destroyed with, with God. And Jesus did whatever it took to do that. He lived a life that could not be lived by any man, woman, or child here. He set himself apart, but in a different way. 
He took the role of poverty and he relied on other people's charity. That's how he came through this life. And then he was crowned in such a different way, a splash of water, right? In, in, in the River Jordan, he was anointed by God on high, prophet, peace, priest, and king. And his rule was so different. His rule was in hearts. It wasn't in palaces, and it wasn't dependent on people with bows and arrows and chariots or guns and armies. Instead, he came with the truth of his word, the sword of the Spirit, and there he reigned. Earthly kings, they came to attack him, and he did allow them to come, and, and for a time it seemed as if they had won. But our king was so different because an earthly king, when he dies, his reign is done. Our perfect king, Jesus, when he died, he won. It, it just, just think about that. His reign so different. No wonder the world wondered. No wonder the world thought this couldn't be. This could not be the one that God had foretold because he's a king like no other king. He came not to force people into servants, service like here, saying your sons and daughters would eventually become slaves to the greed of the one who ruled over things. Instead, Jesus said, I'm not going to cost anything to you. I'll pay the full price. And it's not gold or not silver or crops or anything. It's my own blood given and shed. How do, how do we get into a kingdom like that? How do we have one who reigns like that? It was something that we couldn't do on our own. Much like Jesus beginning his rule there in the river Jordan, a splash of water, you were brought into the kingdom through a splash of water. That changed everything for you. Now the one who rules over all things because even though he died, he rose again and ascended back to his throne on heaven and high and there he reigns, putting the crown back on over all things, making sure that nothing happens outside of his will. Not a single thing can get in the way of his plan because the earth is his footstool and his plan is eternal. You're in that kingdom. He is your king. And he is concerned about you and you and you and you and you and you. I could go, he knows all your faces. He knows all your problems, all your worries, all your challenges, all your strengths, all your blessings. He knows what tomorrow may bring or next week's going to offer. He knows the hairs on your head and the days that you will live. He's got it all planned out because he will rule over all things and his kingdom will not come an end. Jesus Christ is our King, the perfect King. God Himself in the flesh coming to rule and to reign, not to lord it over us, not to abuse His power, but to come and sacrifice Himself and give it as a free gift to all. His kingdom continues to come through word and sacrament in our hearts, and His reign and rule is complete. The only thing that's left is the one final thing, and that's why I, I wear the color blue. In Advent, we wear the color blue because it reminds us of the sky, and the sky is where Jesus is going to return, not with angels and a birth in Bethlehem, but he's going to return, return with angels and with authority. We will see him as he walked on this earth, but he's coming to bring all things to a conclusion, a recreation, a perfection, heaven. So in this Advent season, let's rejoice in the fact that God has given us a king that is unlike any king that ever was a king. No cost to us is free. 
no, no worries of us because he has all power and authority. And his reign will not end. And so as we look to a few days from now, we look to Christmas. Remember, this is where God begins to tell us his perfect plan that starts with the birth of a perfect king, Jesus Christ. Amen.